I can't tell you how many women I talk to who are working harder and harder in hopes of getting a promotion. They keep their head down and wait for their work to speak for them. Except this isn't how it works. This only leads you to burnout. I see you, hard worker. And I want you to know that there is another way. If you're tired of doing more and more and not getting the promotion you're looking for, you're going to want to stay tuned because in this episode, we're going to be talking about why this doesn't work and what you can do instead. I'm Jill Avey, a career success coach, and this is Sister Smart Leadership, the show that explores how women can rise from director to vice president and beyond by fully leaning into their feminine energy as their biggest advantage. Let's get you one step closer to the recognition and promotion you deserve. I was once in this position myself. I was an ambitious marketing director trying to get recognized for a promotion to VP. I won awards for my marketing and I got feedback that I was a vital part of the team. While I worked closely with the executive team on a regular basis, it became apparent to me that I was not going to be considered one of them. So when I left to get my MBA at Columbia Business School, I was pretty shocked when they replaced me with four people. Why hadn't I been able to advocate for myself to get additional staff when I tried so many times? What was I doing that kept me locked in the job with too much to do and too few resources like so many other women? Fast forward almost a decade to when I became a coach and I started doing research to put together my women's leadership program. This is when I started finally being able to put these pieces together. To create the Sister Smart Leadership Program, I spoke to women at all different levels and different stages in their careers, from senior managers all the way to CEOs. And I asked them what it was that they struggled with in their careers. And as I listened to the women and to the men I spoke to as well, I saw seven themes bubble up. The interesting part about this is that only six of the themes were identified by the women themselves. The last theme that I observed is what I call the busyness trap. I saw this behavior because it was different from what the men that I'd worked with over the years had done. It was something that I had personally struggled with in my career. And even as I overcame that challenge, I hadn't necessarily identified it as a problem or given it a name. You see, I was once caught in the busyness trap myself. There was one point in my career where I was a director, busy director, traveling 25% of my time. And simultaneously, I was the board president of a nonprofit and I was the marketing director for another one. On top of that, I had a side hustle, which was a meditation cushion business. And I not only did all the marketing and product production, but I also pick-packed and shipped all the orders myself. And I did all of this while I managed to work out four times a week, spend time with my elderly dogs, and keep my relationships going with my husband, my family, and my friends. Let me tell you, it was a go-go lifestyle. The problem was, is that while I was getting everything done, I wasn't showing up in the way I wanted to for anything. I often ran late on projects and I often had to accept quality that was less than what I would really hope for myself and for others because of that time crunch. But little by little, I started to unravel all the obligations that I had because I learned that every time I said yes, that meant I was saying no to something I'd already committed to. I learned that while people believed in me and had confidence that I would get it all done, it caused a lot of stress that was totally unnecessary and it degraded the trust that I had with my colleagues. The thing is, I was doing all this extra work in hopes of getting the promotion that I wanted, but I found that the more I took off my plate, the better I was able to perform at the more important things that were actually 
going to get me where I wanted to go. And pretty soon I was launching the company's most successful product ever, which paved the way for me to become VP. The lesson I learned from this is that taking on more doesn't necessarily help you. It's not what will get you more respect or create stronger relationships, and it doesn't help you create impact. Taking on more makes you indispensable in the role that you're in, which then keeps you stuck there. It results in comments that I heard back as that marketing director like, you're so good at what you do. Why would you want to do something else? After that experience of being replaced by four people, I decided that I needed a new frame of mind. So I started looking around for inspiration since no one teaches you this stuff in school. I found that inspiration I needed in the form of a working mom, Leslie. We were peers and we had two drastically different working styles. As the one in charge of innovation, I tended to run around the office all day, making things happen and developing my relationships and creating innovations through direct in-person meetings. As a company market researcher, I struggled to focus on my analytical work until after the office got quiet around 4 p.m. And I would then work till seven or so, getting my work done while the office was quiet. And I often got called out to dinner with the CEO, which would then have me working even later, arriving home to, you know, at 11 or so to a less than happy husband. Leslie, on the other hand, had two kids in daycare. So she got in the office at 8 a.m. sharp and she left at 5 p.m. sharp or else she faced the fines from her daycare, giving her what's called a commitment device in behavioral science. So she sat at her desk and did everything by email. She worked far in advance and with solid processes, templates, and checklists in place. She was so organized. She did everything well in advance so that she didn't have to pull any favors and didn't have to have any discussions about things. Her work just seemed to come off like a well-oiled machine. And I noticed how her hard stop and start times made it so that she had to have these firm boundaries that were in place about what she would do and what she wouldn't do. And I also noticed how this gave her a lot more respect. Because she respected her own time, other people respected her time. So when I went to my next job, I instituted the same sort of boundaries on my time. I didn't have a daycare to give me a commitment device, so I used um, scheduling a workout in the evenings, kind of the early evenings, to force my timely departure every day. <laughs> so I found that once I had these guardrails for myself, that it forced me to be more careful about what I was taking on. And that introspection time that I needed to discern which projects were worth my time helped me to see how I was making an impact or not with the work that I did. So when you take time to reflect, you can start to position yourself for those more important projects that give you the opportunity to be seen for your leadership skills instead of just your technical skills. One of my clients had experience with this busyness trap, working for an ambitious startup. In this startup, there is always exponentially more work that needs to be done than can be done almost by definition. And her team developed software involved in safety. So this is, you know, quality is job one in this kind of role. This means that when you get busy, you can't send out product that's less than your best like you can in many businesses. You have to continually work to make it right, no matter how long it takes. And because she does excellent work, she continued to get more and more piled on her plate. Yet when she looked around, she saw that no one else had the workload that she did. And many even had larger teams with still didn't have as much workload. This is a common situation that many women get into where they're handling much heavier workloads with fewer resources than their male counterparts. 
And when we diagnosed this problem, we found that the big issue for her was that she was doing a lot of analysis work to figure out exactly what her workload plan needed in terms of headcount. And she knew that her workload needs down to the week and hour, which was great. However, the other leaders were totally overestimating what they needed and her boss knew it. So he assumed that she was doing the same thing. So he never gave her authorization for more people. But when she took him through all of this and you know, took him step by step through her work plan, then she was able to show him exactly how she'd come up with the numbers that she had. And he took her request much more seriously and she got the extra people. And this also helped her boss see what her project management skills looked like. So it helped him to understand how she was able to run her projects more smoothly and foresee problems before they became fires, which helped her build her credibility even further. So it was after all of this that she received another promotion as well. Making that transition out of the busyness trap can seem scary at first. So it can help to think through that mindset of a leader. So here's some things that you want to consider as you start to shift your mindset to be a senior leader. First, successful leaders aren't running around with their pants on fire. They manage their time well so that they can seem cool, calm, and collected. Busyness is not a badge of honor. More and more, it can be seen that you are over your head or insecure. And second, successful senior leaders work on strategic initiatives that are going to make an impact on the business. Third, they spend time thinking. They research and develop their own opinion about trends that will affect the teams and the company's performance, both inside and outside of the business, and they think at an enterprise level. Fourth, they spend time and money developing their leadership skills. They realize that their own development is a limiting factor for their team's performance, that they need to continually develop themselves emotionally to lead at higher and higher levels. Fifth, they spend a lot of time building relationships. Senior leaders know that they need others to succeed. They have to have strong relationships built on trust to get things done. And six, most of their time will be spent working on the business versus in the business. This means they do the more strategic work rather than the tactical work of getting things done and checking off to-do lists. And seven, they delegate well by empowering others to bring their brilliant thinking and expertise to the business. Delegation is important if you want to be seen as someone who makes an impact. You're going to have to spend more of your time working on high visibility and what I call promotable projects that are going to be noticed because of their impact. And you'll want to spend less time on making everything run super smoothly. This is because you need to start acting like an executive before you get the chance to be that executive. Men get promoted based on their potential while women get promoted based on their performance. And this means that you have to start working at that level before people see you as the leader at that next level. So start looking at the executives around you. How are they acting and what are they thinking about on a day-to-day basis? What do you need to stop doing? And over the years, I've noticed there are some things that women do need to let go of if they're going to start operating at that next executive level. So first, you need to let go of being helpful and people-pleasing. If you're like many women, when you start to look at it, you'll notice this behavior in things you do every day. I do myself. And while you may not be able to let go of it 100%, remember that at the executive level, you're not expected to be helpful and make everyone feel good. Sure, you may have the opportunity to be able to do that from time to time, but you should not be expecting that of yourself. Second, you cannot be the go-to person. A lot of us pride ourselves on being that person who knows to get how to get everything done. 
And chances are you've been rewarded for it. So it might be hard to let go of. But as you move up the ladder, this is simply not possible anymore. You'll be leading people who know how to get everything done instead. Next, you have to let go of being the expert. As you start to operate at the enterprise level, you're going to be managing the experts, not being the expert yourself. This means that you have to have a lot of confidence to be able to say that you don't know something when somebody asks you a question. Top executives don't know everything about every detail that goes on in the business. Sure, they're very smart and they show their intelligence by asking great questions rather than knowing all the answers. So take pride in saying that that isn't something you handle personally, but you can check it out with your team to find out. Fourth, you need to let go of needing outside validation. The higher up you go, the less likely you are to get praise for the work that you're doing. So instead, you're going to be giving that praise to others. And this means that you need to get your own validation from inside, not from outside forces. And fifth, you have to let go of making other people feel better. Women do this by being funny or nice or otherwise accommodating. When you're an executive, you need to accept that sometimes people aren't going to be happy with you. There are going to be unpopular things that you had to do, and you need to be okay with that. So we've covered a lot of ground here in this episode. I've shared my story of getting caught in the busyness trap and some of the lessons that my clients and I have learned about how to get out of this situation where you keep working harder and harder and it doesn't get you anywhere. And I've given you seven mindset shifts to think about when considering about how you're going to become more promotable. And I've given you five things you can stop doing now to be seen as senior leader material. I like to end each episode with three shifts you can make today and start implementing what you've learned on how to get out of the busyness trap. So first, I would like you to list out all the responsibilities that you have currently, both at home and at work. Next, look at each one and identify, is this a promotable responsibility or a non-promotable responsibility? And finally, let's make a plan for how you can start to shift into more promotable work. You're going to want to listen to the next two episodes because I'll be sharing some ways to do that in those. What did you find insightful from this episode? What is one small thing that you can let go of? Small steps are always best to start with. So let us know in the comments what that one thing is that you'd like to let go of next if you're watching this on YouTube. Are you ready to get out of the busyness trap and clear your career for takeoff? If you're looking to get promoted from the director level to the VP level, or if you've been recently promoted to the VP level, you might want to check out my masterclass called From Director to VP, Four Shifts That Women Need to Get Promoted. In this free workshop, I'll take you through what it looks like to act like an executive at the VP level in much more detail than I've had time to cover here. This is for you if you're a female director or VP who feels stuck in her role and wants to develop a fulfilling and impactful career without working long hours. If you want to dive deeper into women's leadership and how to move up in your career, subscribe either on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm on a mission to help more women get into leadership and stay there. And if that's aligned with you, I'd love to have you part of this community and tune into more episodes on Sister Smart Leadership that will support you in becoming the leader that you want to be. If you're ready to fully lean into your feminine leadership and get promoted from director to vice president and beyond, hit that subscribe button so you'll get all the episodes to come. And check out the recommended video here to see how women are rising up without playing by the old rules that built these male-dominated industries and systems. If you're seeing just how differently women lead and how by doing so, women leaders can gain influence, 
restore balance, and earn the recognition and promotions they deserve, I would love it if you left a rating and review. I read each one, and these reviews make it possible for me to reach more women leaders like you so they can rise up as far as they'd like without getting stuck. <laughs>